0: Lord, we speak your name in this time, that, Lord, time is short, time is short to find you, that faith is going to give way, (laughs) hope will give way, do you know that? Faith is eventually going to give way. Hope will cease to exist at some point. It says that in 1 Corinthians 13. And we talked about it, Godfrey, didn't we? Iron sharpening iron, sparking off each other. I love it. Because faith is going to give way. You know, like when you give way to a pregnant lady coming through with a big pram. You give way to an elderly person. If we saw this gentleman here coming through the door. Oh, hello. Felt that electricity then flowing through. But if you see an old person, you give way to them. That's what faith is going to give way. What's faith going to give way to? It's going to give way to sight. We're not going to need faith when Jesus returns. You're not going to need faith, Debs, when Jesus returns because faith's going to give way to sight. Hope is going to give way and to experience. You're not going to need hope. You don't hope for things that you see. You see and we're seeing things already, but we're still hoping in Jesus' return. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, but love, it says, faith, hope, and love. Yeah. Love's going to remain, John. Yeah. Love's going to remain because God is love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love is eternal. Yeah. Love is not going to give way, Margaret. Love will never give way. Because love found you. And love found you. Love is eternal, Nima. How cool is that? Love is never going to cease to exist. Truth is never going to cease to exist. Because he's truth. And we need to contend for that in these days that are getting darker, but as it gets darker, what happens, says? His light gets brighter. Yeah. His love yeah. shines brighter, but who's it going to shine through, Helen? Hello, it's going to shine through you, yes, Marilyn. It's going to shine through you, Jude. Hallelujah. Hello. Hallelujah. Good to see you. I'm over here. <laughs> He's going to shine his love through you. Yes, yeah. Because we're his disciples. Yes, thank you, Jude. And the Bible says, how do people know that we're his disciples? Because of our love for one another. Yeah. Yeah. Our love for one another, yeah, yeah. Anita. You know, we struggle to love, our, love one another sometimes, but Jesus says, love your enemies. How can we love our enemies if we struggle to love each other? There's a difficult one. But we've got to love one another yes. first. Yes, amen. But it probably goes further. You've got to start loving yourself as well. Yes. Yes, that's the one. Yeah, that's We're our biggest critics sometimes. We think, well, I'm not this, I'm not that. I look at them and they've got it all together. Oh, don't you we look at that? Wendy on a Sunday and think, we'd love to be like and pick on Wendy because she's not here. <laughs> That'll see if she's watched it, innit, because she'll give me some stick. Right. But we can look at other Christians and think it's okay for them. No. I want to tell you it's not. No, it's not we've still got the same battles that we yeah, go yeah, through yeah. Yeah, we True. but in these days that are getting darker if we can't have love for one another how can you love your enemies it's right. it's how can you love them. those that they speak something that you don't like yeah. <laughs> we're quick to put comments on Facebook aren't we Throw in a a hand grenade, a a social media comment hand grenade, and then stand back and watch the fallout. We're quick to do that. But how quick are we to throw in a love hand grenade? And say, hey, I don't care what you've spoken against me, I love you. That's, That's the crux of it, is being able to love when you don't feel like you're getting anything back. That's what Jesus did, didn't he? While we were still sinners. He came, Emma, and died for us while we were in our sin, while we were enemies.
1: He died for us.
0: Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Have you ever said yes to something without fully knowing what you're saying yes to? Many times. You're saying yes now. (laughs) Eric's like, "Uh, "What am I saying? (laughs) This is awkward." Some of the men now looking, thinking I'm not sure what I said yes to maybe 20 years ago. <laughs> Ten, did I, what did I say, what did I sign up for? Have you ever said yes without fully knowing? What you said yes to? There's a story I've said just before, and if Rob can tell a story he said before, I'm going to tell a story that I've heard, you said, I've said before. Remember we went on holiday to Turkey a few years ago. And we didn't fully know what we would be doing when we signed up for this speedboat ride on an inflatable. Do you remember that? Some of you here won't remember the story, so I'm going to say it. We said yes without fully knowing what we were signing up to, John, all right? You've seen these kind of banana boat rides, haven't you, where there's an inflatable on the back of a speedboat, and I've seen them, yeah, and they whiz about, and we were in Turkey where, again, health and safety's probably not high up on their... <laughs> list of priorities, with it. a risk assessment. Mike loves the risk. Turkey's not very, they just kind of like, yeah, would you like to go? And stupidly, we were kind of like almost led to say, yeah, okay, well, we'll we're on holiday. What's the worst that could happen? What's the worst that could happen? Andy, can't be that bad, can it? Yeah. <laughs> so we were on this inflatable, and the guy said to us, he said, If you want to slow down, just go like this. (laughs) (laughs) And if you want to speed up, Nima, then give us the thumbs up to speed up, Okay? They had these handles that we were holding on to. I've got the mic. (laughs) We were laying down on this inflatable, holding on, weren't we? And this inflatable shot off. (laughs) A speedboat was shooting out on the water. OK, so we didn't even realise it was going. He didn't even tell us to say, we're going now. He just, he just went. And we weren't even holding on properly, were we? And we're being banged around. I mean, it, it probably was about 30 mile an hour, but it felt about 100 mile an hour. I'm thinking, if you come off now, we're going to do ourselves a real injury. And we were going out, and you couldn't see the land. We were going out far and thinking, we don't even know where we're going. He could be <laughs> taking us to Greece or something on the scene. And we're thinking, why did I say yes? Oh. And I'm trying to hold on. You know, when you hold on, I'm thinking, I can't hold on to Joe and myself. So I'm thinking it's every man for himself. Oh. You're gonna have to deal In oh. <laughs> yeah, Isn't that know. right? All the men are now like, yeah, John, isn't that right? Yeah? And as I'm holding on, I'm remembered, he said, do this if you want. And I'm thinking, I can! Yeah. I can't do it, it was the force of gravity, I'm trying to go like that. And the guy isn't even looking around, he's just driving the speedboat. Having a whale of a time, probably charged us about ten times more than we needed to pay as well. Stupid English. And eventually, as we're being banged around, i looking, Joe's upside down, she's kind of... It's not a good look. <laughs> <laughs> The guy, oh, the speedboat driver, turns around, oh. and amazingly, I'm able to give him that as I'm going like that, and he said, "Oh," and he said, "Ooh," starts <laughs> slowing down, and we were like, "Oh my goodness, oh. thank you." And as I looked at the speedboat driver, I said, "Thanks, mate." <laughs> 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 and he sped up again. He sped up again, and we were. <laughs> So give me the look to oh, say, what are you that's doing? That's Thanks, mate. It's like a doughboy sort of moment, isn't it? With Rodney. <laughs> oh, he never lived it down. Never been on a speedboat since. No wonder Rob didn't invite me on his boat. <laughs> oh, dinghy. We didn't know what we were fully letting ourselves in for. But we survived. So we we kind of survived, didn't we? Just. <laughs> But God is looking, he's desiring, he's expecting your yes. He's desiring, he's looking, he's expecting my yes and your yes. Have you got the slide there, Lee, please? for My title today for message, and I'm conscious it's like 12 o'clock. God is looking for our yes to say, here I am. Here I am. And we brought this with the elders this week on Monday. You know, for something, I'm not just going to copy and paste it, okay? He's thinking, he gave this on Monday at the elders meeting. What's he been doing for the rest of it? I've been trying to just chill and think, not trying to think about this speedboat ride. But here I am. Here I am. Oh, by the way, we got... Uh, from the elders meeting, we had trustees. The finances are looking good, aren't they? Treasurer. Good. Well, Thank you, Lord. Treasurer's going to be given a report in April. Beginning of April. Look at, this, look at this. A bit later. bit later than April. How later? May? December. <laughs> December. <laughs> But the main thing to know, thank God, is that the finances are looking okay, aren't they? Thank you, Lord. Oh man. thank you, God. Which is good, that's the favour of God. Yeah. Yeah. That's in good shape. Thank you, Lord. And when God came, in Genesis twenty two, God came to Abraham. And God spoke Abraham's name. It said that he came to test him. And when he tested him, he said his name. What did Abraham's response be? What was it? This is what he said. He said, here I am. But the word is deeper than that. The word, the the, the Hebrew word is Hanini. And this is his response. The implication there is, before you asked me, my answer is yes. Before you ask me, Reg, before God asks you, this was Abraham's response, was to say, before you ask me, before I fully know what you're asking, like the speedboat, we didn't fully know what we were getting into, but we said yes. God, before Abraham knew what God was going to ask him, this is the the, the implication here of this word, it says, before you ask me, my answer is yes. And I believe as a people in this season, that's our response needs to be yes. yes. It needs to be here I am. Yes, amen. Not fully knowing yeah. what you're going to ask me. Yeah. Not fully understanding what you require of me, God, but here I am. Yes, Warts and all. Yeah. All my failures, all my all my mishaps, all my ups and downs, God still comes and says, hey, Pete, he calls your name. Is your response to him today, yes? Jackie, he says your name. Are you in a place where you can say, I don't need to know what it is, God, but my answer's yes. Yes. Glenn, I know your answer's yes. See, that's what he's looking for. And we've been talking a lot. And Wendy's said a lot. Wendy says a lot. Good stuff. Good stuff. And she said the other week that God is looking for our yes. And when we we think about what God has spoken, see, this is God's word, the prophetic word spoken to us. What's your response? What's he saying to you in this season? Because we believe it is time to go. It's time to speak it out. It's time to declare truth and life to our family, to our friends, to our neighbours. In this season, time is getting short. And they need to know that there's a saviour that loves them. That died for them. See, we need to be more than just hearers. And we've heard a lot. We've heard a lot over the last 18 months. But what does James say? James 1 says this. And remember, you've got to love me or you can't go to heaven. Okay, if you don't love me, you can't go to heaven. Right? You've got to love your brothers. So don't judge me. Because this is what James says. He says, be doers of the word, not only hearers. That's a challenge, isn't it? Be doers of the word. And you say, well, it's not all about doing. No, it's not. But faith comes by works as well. And he says in verse 23, he says, Anyone that hears and doesn't do is like a man that looks in himself in the mirror and then walks away and forgets what kind of man he is. But anyone that looks at the perfect law of liberty, what's the perfect law of liberty? Sounds a bit, kind of, bit much, doesn't it? All it is is God's word. The perfect law of liberty. This is a law of freedom. And yeah, we don't live under the law, but we live under the law of freedom now. And it says anyone that continues in it will be blessed in all that he does. Who wants to be blessed? I do. I do. I do, Lord. But there's a principle here that says you'll be blessed in all that you do when you become doers of this word doers of this word. See, I've been challenged, and I spoke about this on Monday night, challenged to say, will I dare to step out in faith? And Jackie brought the word about stepping out of the boat. See, very often in our lives, we we think, what if? What if I start to sing? What if it doesn't happen? What if when I put myself out there, that God, you won't back me up? What if I tell my family or friends that Jesus, you love them or you can heal them and it doesn't happen? What if? But we've got to dare stepping out in faith in yeah. this season. Yeah. And it says there to dare to go. Speak it out where you go. That's my challenge. But we've got to be doers of the word, not only here. See, it's a, it's a deception. It's a deception to think you can just come into church and hear what's being said and then just go away and don't act on it. It's deception. Jesus is looking for more than that. He's looking for service. He's looking to say, hey, there's something different in your life that changes people's lives, that transforms lives. He's looking for ministry. You don't have to have a front ministry. We're all ministers, you can all reach, you can reach people I can't reach, Margaret, with just one word from God, because his word is alive. His word doesn't return void, but accomplishes. It's a deception to believe that church attendance is just for hearing only. Tickle my ears, I'm all right, I'm saved. When there's other people that you know that are going to hell. It's not right. We need to be speaking out. See, what did Jesus say? Okay, okay, James said, be doers and hearers. Well, what about Jesus then? What did Jesus say? See, we always think of when Jesus, when he gave his sermon on the mount in Matthew 7, we always think that Jesus, when he talked about building on, on the rock, was about someone who was a naff builder, NAF at DIY. See, if that was me... <laughs> I would have probably started building something on the sand because I'm not very good at DIY. Shitty boy. Got <laughs> to <laughs> well, a good foundation, Pastor. Well, yeah, I know, but the sand looks good. It's easy. No, no, the rock underneath. You got to. All right, one. well, you can preach next week. All I right. <laughs> <next> week. <laughs> but what did Jesus? He wasn't just talking about looking at the foundation to build on. There was something deeper than that. He wasn't just saying about whether you're good at DIY or not. The principle that Jesus gave with building on the sand and the rock was he said this. He said, wise is the one who does what he hears. The one who does what he hears is like the wise man that built his house upon the rock. So it's the one that does after he hears. What about the foolish one? He said, "Foolish, the foolish one is the one that heard only and didn't go away and do." That's the principle on that there. And it said, "The great was its fall." When James says, "When we do what God asks us to do, we'll be blessed." I don't want it to fall. I want to be a wise builder. I want to be wise. And I want us today just to to see that when we say, here I am, it's me saying, Lord, here I am, Jesus. When Jesus calls, I haven't got time to go into all of it this morning, but if you're taking notes, and I love to see my note takers, where's all the note takers here? Love to see it. See, how can you retain information if you're not taking notes? if you're not typing out on your phone, because we'll hear it and we'll go away and we we'll think, oh yeah, what was it? What was it? It was said today. But you can go back online and sit. but you've got to remember, so you've got to retain information. I know we live in an age of TikTok where everything's two minutes, one minute, six seconds disappearing stories now where they just disappear. That's what we're contending for nowadays. But I want to say, here I am, Jesus. If you're taking notes, you can have a look later. Have a look in Acts 9, verse 10 to 15. Acts 9, where where Jesus comes and speaks to Ananias. This is Saul's conversion. And it says Jesus comes. And in Acts, it's got Jesus speaking in red letters. Don't tell me Jesus doesn't speak after the ascension. Because here's Jesus in Acts speaking, like me to you now. Jesus confronts Ananias and says, hey, Ananias, calls his name. And he says, what does he say? He says, here I am. Doesn't know what Jesus is going to tell him to do, but he says, here I am. Whatever you're going to tell me to do, Lord, my answer's yes. What a place to be. I want to be in a church where we say, yes, Lord. And it goes on, we know Where where Saul he goes there to to convert um, Saul and baptize him, lay hands on him, get him filled with the Holy Spirit. But he says, Jesus says to him, Go. And when Ananias finally understands what Jesus asked of him, he's going, Are you mad? Has anybody ever been in that one before where you said yes? It was a bit like us with the speed. We were like, are you mad? I blame Joe. You agreed to it first before me. Are you (laughs) mad? But when we don't fully know, we say, God, are you mad? This this Saul was persecuting the church. He was rounding up Christians and throwing them in prison, having them killed. And Jesus has come and said to this guy, Ananias, can you go and see Saul? (laughs) And sometimes in our lives, when God tells us something, we think, "God, you may have finally lost the plot, Lord. <laughs> Go full time in ministry? Am I mad?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but very often in our lives, we think, "God, you must be crazy. You're asking me to do something ridiculous, something out of my strength, out of my comfort zone." But when he gave all his excuses and his reluctance to go, do you know what finally happened? Jesus said, go. Jesus said, go, not knowing the fully the outcome, not knowing fully the instruction, but he said, go. He trusted. It's better to put your trust in the Lord Amen. than in man or woman. Amen. The confidence that is better, the central verse, he went. And we know the story that when he found Saul, he, he laid hands on him and Saul had actually had a vision from God himself. And he, he got converted and they say that the resurrection and actually Paul's conversion is one of the bedrocks of our Christian faith. The resurrection of Jesus and the conversion of Paul is so, so, so big it's not compared with the resurrection obviously. But the magnitude of Paul's conversion is a bedrock of actually the book of Acts. It's incredible. But here I am, Jesus. Here I am, Jesus. And there's a whole section of here I am community. You can have a look at this later in Isaiah 6, where Isaiah saw the Lord high and lifted up, seated on the throne, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. I want to tell you today, this earth is filled with the glory of God. Yes, it may not look like it at times. It may not feel like it at times. But his glory Amen. fills this earth. Amen. Have a look at a sunset. There was an incredible sunset last Sunday. Throughout this week, incredible sun. The glory of the Lord fills this earth. Here I am, my community. Have a look at Isaiah 6. Isaiah, he was undone in the presence of God. The worship... He was worshipping and he said, I'm undone. Have you ever been like that before in God's presence where you just feel undone? You just feel like, God, I'm ruined. I feel a bit like that when I watch The Chosen. I don't know if anyone's seen The Chosen. When you see Jesus and his humanity on The Chosen, I'm kind of sat there. I'm trying not to choke up. I'm just undone. I'm ruined. I'm thinking, God, Jesus, what you did for me. And this is what Jesus, Isaiah he said. Isaiah called his name. And Isaiah says, Here I am. <laughs> Didn't know what God was sending him to. But he said, Here I am. Send me. Verse 9, he says, Go and tell the people. Go and tell the people. Here I am, my community. Here I am, community. Helen, here I am. Go and tell the people. Go and tell the people, Pete. Go and tell the people, Jen. Go and tell the people, Godfrey. Go and tell the people, Sarah. Go and tell the people, Merv. Go and tell the people I love them. 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 You're hearing what he's saying. Go and tell the people. It's not just a request to Isaiah. It's a request to me. It's a request of you. Go and tell the people I love them. Go and tell the people I love them. Go and tell the people I forgive them. Go and tell the people I'm for them. Go when you may not fully know what he's asking of you, you got to go. And the last one, and I'm done, I promise. This is Jesus. <laughs> this is Jesus saying, here I am. Here I am, church. See, the first two is my response. Here I am, Jesus. Here I am, community. But what I love is Jesus says, Here I am. Here I am. For you, my church. Hebrews 10, verse 7 and verse 9 in the NIV. We love the NIV. It doesn't say here I am in the New King James, but in the NIV, Hebrews 10, 7 and verse 9, Jesus said to God, here I am. Here I am, God. I have come to do your will, my God. Sacrifices and offerings are not desirable to you. He didn't take pleasure in that. God has never taken pleasure, really. It kind of did for a bit. It's like, well, yeah, that's okay. It would do, but it's not the best. Until ultimately Jesus said, you want the best? Here I am. Here I am. I have come to do your will, to give my life for my church, to give my life for you, Hannah. As a sacrifice so you can live. He fully paid the cost. Let's stand to our feet, please. Because Jesus is saying, here I am, church. You see, the first two here I am's was not fully knowing what God was asking. They said, yes, not fully knowing. But I want to tell you, when Jesus said, here I am, he fully knew what he was signing up to. He fully knew the task that was involved. What a saviour. Fully knowing, fully paying the debt that we owed. And people wonder why we worship him. If you're watching this at a later day, you wonder why we worship him, why we get so excited, why we get so enthusiastic about our faith. Because he fully paid the cost for me. Because Jesus said, here I am, church. You see, and today, it's natural if you're like Ananias to say, Lord, I'm reluctant to go. What if you're sending me to something that feels too big for me? What about Jonah? It's natural to feel like I'm reluctant to go, that's okay. But go because he goes with you or like Moses and said who am I to go Moses didn't feel good enough and just because maybe you've had a bad outcome a while back it may have been a while you may have made a good decision but you may have had a bad outcome and now you stop making decisions And I want to say to you this morning that you need to keep making decisions. Just because you've had one bad outcome doesn't mean God isn't good. Just because there's been one bad outcome doesn't mean to say that in the future God's not going to come through for you. Or maybe you're just not acting on God's word. Maybe this prophecy has come to really challenge you in this season and you're thinking, I can't act on that. You've been hearing a lot, but you're not acting. Don't be like the foolish builder. Be wise. Start to act again if you haven't even got the. Pro- you might think, Well, I don't even know where it is now. It's online. Come and speak. You can get it. It's got to get in here. Because it's life. It's power. I'd just like us to close our eyes, please, before we finish. And say, Lord, this is between you and God. It's to say, how's your relationship? Is to say, Lord, I, I'm struggling to say, here I am this morning. It's a hard thing for me to say, here I am. Because I've got doubts, I've got a reluctance, I've got fear, I've got this, I've got that. But God is standing before you. Jesus is standing before you this morning and asking you. He's calling your name. You may not fully know what he's asking you to, but he's calling your name. And if he's calling your name, then be secure today that if he's calling you, he knows you. If he's calling you, He believes in you. If he's calling you, it's for a purpose. Can you say this morning, here I am? For your community, for your circle of influence, here I am. Jesus, that's me this morning. It may be that you need to respond. I'm here responding with my hands up saying, Lord, here I am. Here I am, Jesus. And that may say bold, it may seem bold, but Lord, I don't fully know yet what you're calling me to. But my response is here I am. Here I am. And Lord, we're thankful today that you came and said church, here I am. Church, here I am. That you gave your life as a sacrifice once and for all. That we may know life. But Lord, today my responsibility is to do and act on that word. Is to share the good news of the gospel. To a land, to a people that are confused. That are hurt. That are dying. Without hope. I stand and say, here I am, to give that message of hope to people. Can you say, here I am this morning? Can you say that? It may not be you can say it in this place, but when that secret place, that quiet place, that safe place, is to say, here I am, Lord we thank you today Jesus for your word. Amen. that you are moving you are living you are powerful yeah. Lord, we know your presence goes with us as we go out into our community your presence goes with us and we're gonna go tell the people we're gonna go tell the people of your goodness and your love for them amen Amen.